Hey, how you doing, everyone? This is Matt from Surviving My Podcast, and this is episode 14. You've just tuned into Surviving My Past. A survivor podcast about my life with dissociation, anxiety, and PTSD. Join me in raising awareness and inspiring others. Are you ready? Let's rock this healing journey. Hey everybody, how you doing? Welcome back to the show. My name is of course Matt. I'm happy that you're here joining me. Um, This week's show is going to be one where I had not originally planned on recording this when it actually happened. Um, And I say that because, uh, you know, being a writer and a podcaster, um, I don't necessarily set days aside when I try to schedule writing or schedule podcasting because when I do that, It doesn't always work because I don't always either get an inspiration or I'm not in the right mindset or there's too many other things going on despite my best efforts to schedule accordingly. So now to be fair, I do, you know, normally write and or podcast on certain days just kind of as a default, it just sort of of happens that way. Um, You know, like I do, sometimes I'll do videos on Sunday mornings. I'll usually write always, I always write on Thursday evenings. And I'll usually end up writing possibly on like on Tuesday night as well. So, but you know, when it comes to podcasting, sometimes I'll record them when I'm in the car or I'll record part of them while I'm in the car, or I will record some when I'm just sitting at home and I see something on TV or I hear something or read something that inspires me. And so I start recording, uh, usually on my phone, um, you know, and then I can kind of splice it together and edit it, you know, on my computer. So Where I'm driving at with all of this is that, you know, this podcast was not originally recorded at a time when I would probably normally record, but that's the cool part about being a podcaster and a writer is that when inspiration hits for whatever reason, whether it's a good inspiration or a, uh, I don't want to say traumatic inspiration, but an an inspiration that makes you think um, about something in maybe a not so fun way, then you have to get it out. So what I'm doing here now is I'm going to talk today about transitioning in relationships. It's no secret that if you've read my blog or you've heard other podcasts of mine that you have heard me say that I have been divorced twice in my life. Uh, the most recent time was um, in uh, 2013. And so I've been single ever since, at least as of the time I'm recording this. But um, all throughout that time, though, you know, I've been learning to be a single person again, um, be a single dad again, uh, doing my part to help raise my youngest son um, in conjunction, of course, with his mother. And, um, you know, just trying to live my life and find my way in this world again. Um, It's such a hard thing to do when you have been with somebody for a long time. In my case, uh, my second marriage lasted for just over 12 years. And so for 12 years, it was myself and my wife and my youngest. And, um, you know, we, we lived and we did our thing and we worked and we vacationed and we, you know, worked on our house. And, um, you know, we had a lot of ups and downs with finances and um, just all kinds of things that, you know, normal families go through. But, you know, through it all, we still had each other. Unfortunately, life doesn't always go as you plan. And I did not see that marriage ending at all. Like I did not even see remotely coming until it was too late. 
Now, looking back, uh, of course, using the old hindsight is twenty twenty type of thing, you know, I could see where there were maybe some signs of some chinks in the armor or some cracks in the foundation, however you want to talk about it, to where things were not the way they should be in a healthy relationship. Uh, we weren't getting away to uh, cultivate our relationship and keep it fresh and new. Uh, we got into a rut with work and we had some problems with finances and we just weren't you know, communicating as, what, as much as you would like to in a relationship. And over the course of time, that took its toll and we ended up going our separate ways in early 2013 and the, the divorce was final in um, late 2013, give or take. I can't remember honestly, but that's okay. So where I'm going with this um, is things don't always turn out as you hope they do and you need to be able to transition and that's not easy. That is extremely difficult for many of us, myself included. I'm the type of person who doesn't particularly like change um, I like things to be status quo the way they are. I like organization. I like routine. I like structure. Now, that's not to say that I'm not into trying something new. I prefer things to be kind of as they are. Um, it's very reassuring to be able to do the same things all the time. Now, I know that may sound mundane and a little crazy for, to, to some, but that's kind of the way I live my life. Like I said, I, I crave structure and routine, and I like things to be just the way they are. And when your life gets ripped out from under you, in a relationship standpoint, it throws your whole world upside down. And if you've ever been through a, a breakup of somebody you've been with for a long time, um, divorce, I mean, you know what it's like, especially if you have been together for years and years and years, a decade or more, and you pretty much had become uh, synonymous with each other. It was you and your spouse, you, know, you and your wife, you and your husband, and you guys um, did your thing and you lived together and you navigated life together. And then suddenly you're thrust into this whole new world of here I am alone. I'm waking up alone, going to work alone, coming home to a quiet house, oftentimes, going to bed at night alone, going to the grocery store alone, like living your life, doing everything you did before, but you're doing it by yourself. And I went through a lot of tough times with that. And it took me months and months to really kind of get on my feet and to be comfortable and confident that I could handle myself. Now I did go into, you know, after the divorce, I kind of went into a survival type of mode where I was like, okay, you know, I've got to get my son to, to school every morning. So I need to get up at this time and I need to make sure he has dinner and he has to have time to work on his homework and I've got to get the dogs taken care of and I got to make sure I get to work. And if I have overtime, you know, I need to find somebody to watch my son because at the time he was young enough that he couldn't be, you know, alone by himself very long. So all these things that you would normally not necessarily give a second thought to because you've got a partner there, you now have to account for on your own. So that is very stressing. But after a while, you know, you kind of catch your rhythm, catch your groove. You find yourself just doing your, doing your daily thing in life and you start to gain confidence. And then you're humming along and you're like, I can do this. And you may not like it. I mean, trust me, I don't like that I had to start over again for a second time and being divorced, but it is what it is. And I could either sit around and feel sorry for myself and be miserable. And I, and I did do that to be fair. It was very important for me to sit through those feelings, to, to embrace them, to realize that they were real and that I shouldn't minimize them and scold myself or shame myself for feeling the way I did. So I spent a lot of time just really staying at home, not talking to anybody, not going anywhere, not doing anything, just really spending time by myself. 
um, you know, reading or keeping myself busy at home or trying to do anything I could to just deal with my situation and figure out how I could navigate life. And over time, as I said, things got a little bit easier, a little bit more organized, and I found myself in a nice little routine. And as my son got older, you know, things got easier with babysitters and uh, we switched schools because we had moved. So he was able to start taking the bus, which means I didn't have to get up in the morning and take him to the, to, uh, to school, you know, like I had to before. So rather than getting up at 5.30 in the morning, I could now get back up at like 6.30 or quarter seven. So it worked out pretty well. And so that, and so, you know, that's one of the things where I tried to uh, really embrace a positive change because that was a good change. Um, trust me, I was not craving the structure of getting up at 5.30 every morning and driving uh, my son to school in, in a different district. But I did it because it was important and I needed to and that was, was my responsibility. And I had no problem doing it um, because my son is important, um, as is uh, both of my other kids. You know, I, I spend time with them. Um, they don't live with me full time. But I always make time for them by driving to their house or going out to dinner with them. So, you know, speaking, making time for your kids is obviously important. But in respect to my youngest son, because he was living with me at the time, um, it was hard. But things did get easier, as I said. And over the next couple of years, I got more comfortable. Um, I started going back out with friends again. I started to kind of find myself doing some fun things. Uh, reaching out to some people in the past that I had lost uh, connection with and just starting to fill my life with something positive and fun and be able to look forward to things that I really hadn't looked forward to very much in the last three years and looking back really in the last several years before the marriage had really ended as well. Um, looking back, I had lost myself. Um, I had become codependent uh, on my wife. I relied on her for my happiness. If she was happy, I was happy. If she was sad, I was sad. If she was mad, I was mad. Whatever she was, I was. And so I felt myself really relying too much on her and putting a lot of stress and pressure on her. And that's not healthy um, in any sense of the situation. Uh, because, you know, whenever you start losing your sense of self, things can spiral down very quickly. So... Over, as I said, over the, you know, the last few years, I really began to find myself again and find out some things about myself that I really had not embraced before or even realized I was about. Um, of course, I had started seeking the counsel of a professional therapist to help work through my problems and thoughts and emotions of just trying to find my way through life again. And that transitioned into turning into survivor work and realizing that I am a survivor of childhood sexual abuse, narcissistic abuse, and bullying, and really embracing that and getting down and working really hard on trying to understand my past and to learn from it and to um, really just begin to honestly heal and start my healing journey. And through that, of course, survivingmypast.net, the blog, and these podcasts had started, and that's where I am today, which brings me to present day, and my second wife just got married recently. And, and when I was talking about in the beginning of the show about how work was typical and it was busy and, and I really didn't have a whole lot of time to think about work or anything, or excuse me, home life and what was happening, um, it did happen. It was inter interesting because I was driving to um, Walmart to pick up some stuff and I decided to send my, um, my coach 
a Voxer message. Voxer is really cool. If you've never used it, it's kind of like a walkie-talkie, so it's pretty handy when you're driving or somewhere where you can't necessarily text safely. You can Vox. So, so I sent uh, my coach a Voxer, and I was explaining that I was feeling some emotions about my wife getting married again, and I didn't really know how to process it or how to deal with it. Really, didn't not sure how I was preparing myself to handle that new part of my life, even though it didn't directly involve me. It affected me, and so I was just kind of talking through that uh, via the message, and that was like maybe a seven or eight minute message. So I went to Walmart, did my thing, got some stuff, and when I was driving home, literally it hit me that my wife no longer has my last name, and I think subconsciously, while even though we were not together anymore. The fact that she still had my last name, maybe there was some hope that I was going to work it out with her, that we were going to get back together, um, or maybe, maybe, maybe I wasn't thinking that, and it was just some kind of a comforting feeling to know that even though I was not married anymore, my ex-wife wasn't either. And I know that sounds bad, and that sounds spiteful or whatever, but that's that's what I was thinking, and that's just straight up honesty. That's what these podcasts are. That's what my blog is. There's no sugarcoating it. It's straight up honesty and vulnerability, and speaking from the heart. So she got married, of course. She took her her new husband's name, and that really just kind of struck me out of the blue. And I'm like, my wife doesn't have my last name anymore. And that really was perhaps the triggering point that really got me to thinking about this whole situation and starting to deal with it. Because up until now, I knew they were getting married, but I hadn't really focused on it too much. I was busy doing my my thing with you know work and the family and writing and these podcasts and interacting with the survivor community and doing my coaching and all this kind of stuff. So I was living my life, and I wasn't purposefully denying it or pushing it away or stuffing it. Or ignoring it, I just wasn't really thinking about it, which also ended up being a bit of a concern for me because I felt like I really needed to kind of get this out, and I didn't want to just ignore it. So when it hit me on the way home, literally within a couple of minutes, I sent another Voxer message to my coach, and I said, "It just hit me. My wife doesn't have my last name anymore. Now it's real." And subconsciously. Whatever was building up in the back of my mind really just kind of came to the forefront. I started feeling emotional, anxious, and I just I didn't really know what to do. So I came home and I started to record this podcast after thinking about it for a little bit and、uh, processing it enough to kind of you know keep myself calm and、um, just really be able to talk this through out loud. So it's kind of important for me to be able to do that. Whenever there's something that I'm going through that causes me anxiety,、um, after I sit with it for and kind of get a handle of it and figure out exactly what it is, then I need to either write it out or do a podcast about it. That's my really big method of healing, my modus operandi, if you want to use that type of phrase,、um, which is not a word I use very often, so it just kind of popped into my head, so I ran with it. But those are coping skills, grounding skills, things that I use.、Uh, writing and podcasting、um, is really just so important to me in helping me navigate my healing journey, my survivor journey. So this is a new transition for me, and my mind has been thinking about this for the last couple of hours, and I've been wondering how to process it. Part of me is upset and sad. Part of me is angry. Part of me needs to fight off the emotions. And the thoughts of, of, of feeling spiteful and feeling jealous,
Um, you know, that's just real. I've, I've been in some relationships um, since I've been single. You know, I've tried the dating thing again when I felt like I was ready. It didn't work out. Not even a little. There were some good times, some promising times, but ultimately I self-sabotaged them by pulling away because I was scared. I was scared of getting hurt. And that was a sign to me, obviously, when things started to get really uh, kind of more involved after the initial few weeks, when things started to seem like they might be going somewhere, I would immediately panic, back away, pull away, and end it. And that's what happened multiple times because I just... I mean, looking back, I clearly was not ready, even though I thought I was. And I did not want to intentionally hurt anybody, you know, the people I was dating or myself. But I had to do what was good for me. And that's not something I'm used to, doing something that's good for me. I'm used to being the people pleaser. I'm used to being the type of person who looks out for everybody else, um, who stuffs his feelings, who um, puts my my thoughts aside for the betterment of of the relationship or the other person or whatever the case may be. And that's just not who I can afford to be anymore. I cannot afford to be that person and feel like I can live a happy, content life and be okay with that, to be okay with who I am and where I'm going. I need to be able to do what's good for me. And that involves obviously the relationship department, but it also involves continuing healing so that in the future, when I do try to date again, I will be more self-aware of when I really am ready and I can, you know, make sure that I, I take things slow and I analyze the situation and there's good communication and all the good things that you need to do in a relationship. So whenever that happens at, at some point, I don't know, but this is a transition for me. I need to allow myself to not rush through this and to sit with it and to analyze it and to figure out what it really means to me because it's very, it would be very easy to let this take me down a path of depression, of self-loathing, of sadness, of anger, of resentment, uh, because you know I'm still alone while you know my wife now has somebody, or not allowing myself to feel resentful and angry when I go through, you know, when I'm out at the store or I'm out somewhere and I see a happy couple, you know, not allowing myself to get angry about that, but to be glad that they're happy. And to know that one day I will find that in time. So to be able to sit with that and process it is not an easy thing, but it's an important thing. Because if I stuff it and pack it away in my head, just like I did with my trauma for 30 years, 30 plus years before I started dealing with it, it's not going to end up anywhere good. It's going to cause a lot more trouble down the road. It's going to be back in the. It's going to be in the back of my mind, just waiting to surface, probably at the most inopportune time. So it's better to sit with it and deal with it now, to talk about it with a professional, to write about it, to podcast about it, and just try and understand that this might just be a good thing for me. It might help me to really start fresh with my life and know that there really is no going back right now. And to be honest with you, I know that going back was not going to happen anyway. I had resigned myself to that. I knew it wasn't going to happen, and I was okay with that. Uh, my my ex-wife then was, was okay with that as well. She was uh, content in her life and doing what she wanted to do. And that, that's good. And I'm, I was, you know, I was happy for her and I, and I just wanted to see her happy. So it's time for me to take that next step to transition now. Um, so I'm going to allow myself to sit with this for as long as I need to. 
but not an overabundance amount of time. You know, I don't want to, as I said, let this take me down a path of depression and I end up, you know, feeling lonely and miserable for months and months on end. I've already been there. I've already done that. I've made my peace with it. This is just the last part of that phase of my life that now has come to an end and that I need to just be able to accept it and know that it's not my fault, that I'm not a bad person, that this is just the way life has turned out for me. And I can either choose to let it bring me down or I can choose to learn from it and to better myself and to move forward in a positive way that's going to be healing for me, beneficial to me, and ultimately keep me going in a positive direction of self-healing and self-acceptance and self-esteem. Those are things, obviously, I struggle with. Self-acceptance and self-esteem has been something I've struggled with forever. So this is a chance for me to kind of really take my life back a bit and to just know that, hey, Matt, if there ever was any inkling of you going back to that part of your life, healthy or not, it's not happening now. And you accepted that before. Now it's time to really accept it now and not dwell on it anymore. So, So I wanted to share that with you today because it was on my mind. And I honestly can tell you that I feel better just processing it through this, um, through this uh, medium of podcasting because talk therapy is an amazing resource. And in this case, it's a talk therapy with myself and with you guys rather than with a uh, you know professional. But when you can really confront your feelings and be alone with them and understand them and accept them, you can move forward and really start to heal even more than maybe what you already thought you were healing. So that's how I'm going to approach this. So I'm going to try and be uh, proactive to focus on the positive, to do a lot of self-care, to do my reading, my writing, my grounding skills, my mindful breathing, um, to be weary of um, dissociating too much, and really just be even more self-aware than what I've been trying to train myself to be. So I think I'll leave you with that. Um, I hope this uh, maybe spoke to you in some way. Maybe you could relate to it in some way. Um, If you have any comments, I would love to hear your thoughts uh, via a comment on the blog or on Twitter or on Facebook, whatever you like. Totally cool. I appreciate you guys listening. And thanks for joining me here on another week of Surviving My Podcast. My name is Matt, and I will talk to you all real soon. Thanks again for listening to another episode of Surviving My Podcast, presented by survivingmypast.net, therapy blog about living with dissociation, anxiety, and PTSD as a result of childhood sexual abuse and narcissistic abuse and bullying. My opinions are my own, and my stories are my own thoughts and my life as I live it today. I am not a medical doctor or a medical professional or a mental health professional or doctor. I'm just a regular guy trying to share my experiences in life and helping to inspire others. You can contact me anytime by emailing me at matt at survivingmypast.net or you can hit me up on Twitter at survivingmypast or on facebook.com slash survivingmypast. See you soon.